Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. You know the deal. We bring you five stories from beautifulnews.co.za. You then get to decide who is then featured in our beautiful news interview this Wednesday. You can SMS us 31567 or 072-567-1567. Well, here's our first story. And the hiss of a spray can adds to the sound of Woodstock's bustle. Street artist Chad Hanning is painting an animated visual on a bland wall. The cartoon figures he creates depict a multitude of feelings and offer commentary on South African politics. Chad's creative pursuit is a brave one. In 2010, the city of Cape Town passed a bylaw declaring the presence of graffiti anywhere within its jurisdiction a public nuisance. All signs of this expressive act were painted over, but... Chad believes this uni- these uniform surroundings don't represent our vivid rainbow nation and creating under the name of Bushywop, he is determined to solidify the importance of street art. Over the years I've seen street art go from being seen as vandalism to a more accepted form of art. The reason why this is such a powerful tool of communication is because it's public and everyone gets to see it, which means it affects whoever uses it. I became interested in graffiti when I was on my way to school on a bus every day and I would pass amazing graffiti and amazing street art. I knew then that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to give people the feeling I got when I was in that bus. In my own community, there was gang violence happening and I went straight into the heart of the gang violence and I painted a stop the crime piece and it was respected by everyone. It was respected by the gangsters. Nobody did any tags or anything over it and it's still standing today. I often get stopped in the road and people are like, oh, I love your art. I love what you doing keep doing what you're doing there's always a positive response for a positive mutual we are a lot similar than we think art connects us no matter it's canvas poverty is an overwhelming challenge in south africa as people confront economic difficulties environmental concerns tend to take a back foot in the town of sinwa barwana in limpopo both these issues negatively impact local communities. But a small group of women are changing that through an innovative waste collection system. And leading that charge is Cozy Manoko. She heads up in Tsabaleng Cooperative, a team of women who collect materials to recycle. And they travel throughout the town with donkey carts, gathering waste such as cardboard and plastic. And from the complexes to the villages and the landfills, the team clear up piles and piles of trash. At the recycling centre, managed by Cozy, the accumulation is organised and sold to other companies, and the women each make up to 60 rand a day. It's a very meagre amount, but enough to support themselves. As they earn an income, they also contribute to environmental stability. Growing up in my community, littering was normal. But now, together with the women, we take pride by making sure our community is clean. When you're doing good, your life has purpose. 
what I do improves environment and my community. I take pride in what I do. Bevan Reynolds was tired of speaking and depression and bulimia continued to afflict her even after spending years of talking to a therapist. And at the recommendation of a friend, uh, Bevan began attending dance classes. And as she moved, she discovered a renewed ability to express herself and something clicked. Rather than relying on conversation to get closer to well-being, her body could help her heal. And over the years, mental health awareness has grown substantially. Every person is different, and there's no single remedy. Some turn to creative art, others turn to music, and some even turn to running. Bevan found a sense of fulfillment and meaning through dance, and with movement she can express every emotion, whether it's frustration, sadness, or even joy. To share this experience with others, Bevan now works as a facilitator at Dance Awake, and it's a Cape Town-based organization encouraging people to use conscious movement to connect with their inner selves. There's a feeling of transcendence. There are moments when I feel like I'm losing myself to the experience. I've struggled a lot with mental health in the past and I had a few years of really struggling with bulimia and body image. Talk therapy had its place and I needed more. And so I found that through dancing, uh, a great deal of healing has happened. Your body's releasing so many endorphins and the, all the feel-good hormones. There's just the release and the expressiveness. And I want to share this with people because there are so many ways of getting better. Dancing makes me feel free and joyful. When I dance, I'm liberated. Movement has been my freedom. How much power can a sound have? Guy Buttery discovered the answer. When Guy first picked up a guitar as a child, he didn't anticipate how this choice would resonate later in his life. And he was simply adding to the tunes of his musically inclined family. And by the age of 12, Guy was writing his own melodies and lyrics and with an interesting and with an interest in soulful rhythms and an aptitude for unusual instruments. His skill set grew as he did. Today, the artist uses his extensive talents to create a melange of South Africa's musical landscape. Guy was raised in KwaZulu-Natal and influenced by the region's large Indian diaspora. He developed an interest and proficiency for the sitar, a classical string instrument. And at the university, he studied jazz and lent Muscandi, a style of Zulu folk music from the local population. Music can do so much more than we realize. I'm Guy Buttery and I use my guitar to merge genres and create something new. Growing up in KZN, I was surrounded by music forms like Zulu Muscandi and hearing Indian classical music with sitars and tablas. Only in South Africa would you get all of these textures under one umbrella. These kind of genre-defying musical forms have always been of interest to me. Finding commonalities and, and sort of amalgamating different sounds, that's definitely been sort of at the forefront of a lot of my writing. I try to merge these sounds in a way that ultimately stands to represent the world I grew up in, KwaZulu-Natal. 
they offer a sort of window into what's occurring in another culture. South Africa deserves its own local sound and I'm humbled to be one of the many voices contributing to that sound. Is global warming real? Conversations around climate change are riddled with conspiracy theories, but we can feel the effects of environmental decay through warmer temperatures, rising sea levels and increasing water shortages. And by the time future generations inherit this planet, things stand to be much worse. And driven by the urge to rewrite this fate, Kasturi Govender penned a children's book that takes us on a journey to save the world. Global warming isn't a threat, it's a reality. But not everyone understands the crisis completely. Children in particular. And uh, Govinda knew she could simply simplify these complex issues. Her book, Rosie and Friends, learned about climate change, global warming, plastic pollution and the three R's. Does, does exactly just that. And the story pulls kids into the narrative of using relatable characters and simple colorful ins- uh, illustrations that capture their hearts and their minds. My name is Kasturi Gavinder and I'm the author of Rosie and Friends Learn About Climate Change, Global Warming, Plastic Pollution and the Three R's. Recycle, Reduce and Reuse. Ever since I can remember, I have been connected to nature. Looking around and seeing what's going on in the world really devastated me and I decided that I'd like to do something about it and that's why I wrote this children's book. They are the future and they will stand up and make the difference. The book is about four little children and they see a group of people carrying placards. A bit confused by this, they decide to visit their friend, Ellie the Elephant. She then explains everything. We are all impacting the environment in negative ways. But by making a conscious effort to change, we could save the world. And those are your beautiful news stories for this week. If you want to go check them out for yourself, you can go visit beautifulnews.co.za. And here's where you have a chance to decide who is then featured in our beautiful news interview on Wednesday. You can give us a call, 072, or you can drop us a line, 072-567-1567, or you can send us an SMS on 31567. Send Lester a WhatsApp. On 072-567-1567. Or you can still give me a call on 021-446-0567. Marcel is calling from Paul. How are you doing, Marcel? Hi, Lester. You want to talk about... Uh, uh, I'm very good, thank you. I, 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 you want to talk about uh, a man who lives in a bucky but refuses to go to a shelter. Um, he was like in our bucky, in the back of our bucky. In your bucky? Yeah, yeah. We were, uh, we wanted to go take out the video and then we went up to our bucky and um, the guy was like in the back of the bucky wow. and it was cold and raining outside and uh, um, this old guy just jumped up at, at the back of our bucky and um, we said, okay, well, we have to go drop you off in town or somewhere and I I told my husband, but we can't just let him go. He's like, you're not old and scold. Mm. And we uh, we thought we would take him to the shelter. And he was like, oh, princessy, just don't take me to the shelter. Don't take me to the shelter. And I'm saying, why? And he's like, hey, princessy, I'm going to steal your schooner in a little oh, wow. in box, you know? Mm. And it's um, it was really, 
he was so and he, he asked us to take him to the police uh, police staff because he, he he's too afraid to go to the shelter and you know that is like bugging me since then mm. um uh, it's not the first my bro- brother is also like homeless and he was like staying in a yeah. shelter in pe and uh, while uh, staying with us for a while he was sleeping with his shoes and fully clothed mm. because he was still afraid they will steal you know, it was like used yeah. to, to sleep like that. Yeah, so because in the shelters, they steal the stuff from And, and, your and that's why I can understand why people don't often want to go to shelters. Marcel and Paul, they thank you very much. And a lot of people are saying, yes, people need to get off the streets and go to these shelters. But as that was a testimony from Marcel, they're saying many times people just don't want to go because of the conditions. And no place is perfect. The outdoors is not perfect. Shelters aren't perfect.